to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. My name is Austin Blakani. My co-host is... Nabil Lalani. Who did not crack the can properly again. That's like four weeks in a row, bro. I didn't hear anything. What do you mean? That was, that, that was a good crack. No, that was a good I didn't crack. Hear it. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear did, it. Do you, have no snare? Do, you, do you have no snare? I have no snare. I have no snare. I mean, that, that, that was a solid crack. If anything messed up, it was... That that was technology. That was not me. Well, you're here. I'm here. You're back from your trip. I'm back from my sort of semi trip weekend trip ish. Yeah, trip ish. Um, and we're in the we're in the immersive kitchen today. We're in the immersive Zoom kitchen today because trying to get a not, cup of coffee. Nabil's trying to get a mug because I actually have some chai with me, some homemade chai, bro, you know? There you go. This Wait, is oh, like, let, this let, is... Let, 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 me, let me pass you the mug down. Hold on one second. There you go. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Cheers, my friend. So, yeah, this is the homemade chai, you know, before COVID and people started baking banana bread at home, people used to make chai at home all the time. So... Getting back to our ways, whether old is new again, if you will. And uh, what's also happening is, I don't know what's happening to Bill. How you been, man? Oh, been chilling, chilling. Just got back from uh, Richmond yesterday. Was okay. able to uh, stop by one of my favorite breweries, The Answer. Oh, time. Um, it's 521. Okay. Oh, yeah, about, yeah. time. Um, I said about the other time. Yeah, I already started that. We're at one minute. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, now we're just at a minute and 30 seconds because we're goofing off. But, okay, so you were in Richmond, Virginia yesterday. And yeah. how was that? Or this weekend, it was pretty I should cool. say. It was pretty cool, yeah. yeah. I was able to catch the tail end of the answer seventh uh, anniversary. So, mm. happy seventh anniversary to the answer. But, yeah, was able to try their um, their their stout. I uh, the name just escaped me. Why did the name just escape me? Um, but yeah, it was a bourbon barrel aged peanut butter stout, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, also got to try a bunch of their juices, which, you know, that we've been talking about that for a while, which is a very unique concept on the beer. Um, it's basically a juice. It's like a smoothie-ish. It was, the, you know, they were great. I had four different ones. Tried the, wow. the painkiller, the goat. There was a blackberry one and a blueberry one so yeah just d trying different types mm. of beers very unique i got a picture hopefully coming soon you can see it oh, yeah, i was I gonna say try. i hope you got found some good picture worthy opportunities got a, got a couple there, there. got a couple um i still think you would love to go to the answer at some point they do have a ultimate warrior mural on the wall just like ultimate did warrior. you get a picture cool. of that yeah that picture of that oh hell yeah so okay, I'll, cool. I'll, I'll add that on there as well but yeah a uh, very cool place. I mean, it's a, um, the upstairs, upstairs is a Chinese food restaurant. Downstairs is a brewery. And yeah, that's, that's the answer. I mean, Chinese food go. upstairs, brewery downstairs, there's a brew pub downstairs. So you get a, you get a bunch of food, but you don't get Chinese food. You want Chinese food, you got to go upstairs. But I bet the Chinese food downstairs. is probably killer though, huh? Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called Mekong's. Mekong's. Okay. Well, dude, I mean, honestly, very few things go as good with beer as Chinese food does. Like, truthfully speaking, like, because beer is so versatile. And then, like, there's so many different types of beers you can have, like, flavors you can pair with, like, Chinese flavors, like, spice, sweet, garlic here, you know, something else over there. So, like, I really, um, 
And who doesn't love like a nice fried rice and IPA or a lager or Pilsner, right? You know, it's just like yeah. perfect combination. So that's very cool. That's the answer in Richmond, Virginia. The bill's going to get those pictures up at Bears, Birds and Brews. We've actually had the answer beer on our podcast before. Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get any this time. But we do have other stuff coming soon for y'all. And speaking of other stuff coming soon, I just want to give a quick shout out to when I went to Trim Tab in Birmingham a couple weeks ago, I met this guy, Shannon. He and I were watching the baseball, I mean, the baseball game, the Alabama-Florida game. And uh, gave him some stickers for the podcast. So, Shannon, if you're listening, what's up, my friend? Good to hear from you. And everybody else, I had some beers this weekend, too. I went to Variant yesterday, celebrated a, a Falcons win with some core beverages that were, that were bought by a Giants fan. I cashed in yesterday in the bill. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. I think uh, there's more other pressing matters to discuss at least on your mind i'm sure isn't that right i mean uh well i think justin fields just got sacked again i mean unfortunately just number 10 no that's that's probably number 10 yeah i missed trubisky 10 sacks that happened to him well nine yesterday uh nick Foles nine sacks yesterday happened to him um you know it was a thrilling game one net passing yard if you count all the sacks that um we Wait, we did Nick did Nick Foles play and also get sacked nine times? No, he's just number nine. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. I was like, I was like, that would have been absolutely insane if they got no. sacked 18 times. We nah, Nick completely Foles different conversation right now. Yeah. Okay, cool. All um, right, continue. Yeah. yeah, of course. Um, and like I don't know what to say at this point. I mean, um, it's it's pretty clear that Nagy is not good at calling offensive plays, or he may be good at calling offensive plays, but he only wants to call his one type of play. I mean, I feel like Nagy plays played Madden once, and he figured mm-hmm. out the perfect play in Madden to keep winning, and that's all he does. He just does the same play in Madden over and over and over again, and then like he gets mad at his players when they can't make it work when it's not Madden, it's it's real life i mean you're going against professionals you know like you can't just keep calling you know um a five-step drop and have everyone go downfield when you have miles garrett coming at you and who isn't being blocked by doesn't have any helps on the block side i mean you know after the first six sacks you should have realized hey we may need to switch this up a little bit you know and then you get nine and then i don't know you may um like you may turn Justin Fields into Sam Darnold. You may be seeing ghost others soon. I mean, like, I know we all want to see the kid play, but at the same time, like, don't let the kid play in the street. Like, you we want the kid to investment. Right. Like, yeah. Like, you know, I, and, you know, everyone's going to say, well, the kid wasn't ready. You should have put him out there. No, you should have put him out there. You know, like, you know, if, if you have a kid, you want them to play outside, just don't play outside in the street, play in the grass, mm-hmm. you know, just right, make sure right. they're not playing on the road. You know, you there's no excuse why David Montgomery only ran the ball 10 times. Right. I think so. I think my first key to the game last week, and I know Matt Nagy doesn't listen to this podcast, but he may want to because my first, my first key to the game was a very simple run the ball 10 times, 20 times to Montgomery. He needs at least 20 carries, if not more, and a minimum of 20 carries. You stopped at 10. And yeah, well, and sure. I was just going to say, like, the score was 26 to 6. But, like, 
it's not like the game started 20 to zero where the bears were in a position where they had to throw it. Cause after a certain point, of course, yeah. you say, okay, we got to catch up. We got to be aggressive, but you don't, you don't start the game like that, especially you don't start like that and then get the three sacks and then another three sacks and then another three sacks, you know, like there's a way to prevent right. that from happening. Right. And, and like the game was a lot closer at the half than it was near the end. I mean, the second half is when the game went to shit, like absolute shit. But I uh, mean, we went into halftime 10 to three. I mean, it was a one possession game at the yeah. end of the third quarter. It was 13 to six, 13 Still to six. One possession game. Yeah. And then in the fourth quarter, you know, they put up 13 yes. additional points and that's when, you know, shit to hit the fan well, i mean the game was a lot closer than we thought but like don't get me wrong the offense was nowhere near their defense kept us in the game mm-hmm. i mean you know it, it, as as much as we thought this defense may have been past its prime you know even though the bears got sacked nine times i mean the bears had five sacks of their own and the browns offensive line is way better than the bears offensive line the Browns have an elite offensive line. So the right. Bears getting five sacks is pretty remarkable going against this offensive line, um, especially with them in the lead the entire time, too. It's not like it was a situation where the Bears are cat- you know, the Browns are trying to catch up. No, the Browns were just running the ball. The mm-hmm. Bears had very key sacks. So the defense looks great. Um, yeah, there were, a, there were a lot of, you know, we got torched, our corners got torched by the same time, you know, the offense couldn't keep the defense off the field. If the offense could just do something, that would have right. helped out a lot more too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, well, it, like the, we, we, we point, lost this game the second it was 10 carries by Montgomery. I mean, after that, then like Justin Fields had almost as many sacks as Montgomery had carries, right? That, that That's a problem. He did. He did. Right. And, and, and anytime that happens, it's not a good thing at all. I mean, you're going to get the result that you got. But again, the very little of that is intentional. Right. I mean, you know, like that, that's just not supposed to happen. And it, it, you, me, anybody who's listening to the podcast will tell you, well, like, yeah, you got to run the dang ball, especially when you have a guy who's pretty good at running mm-hmm. the ball. And then when the defense gives you opportunities to stay in the game, you kind of have to reward them with giving them a little bit of rest. Like you can't get the ball and go three and out and put them back out there because eventually a a well-executed game plan. And we see this as the season goes on later and later, especially in the playoffs and like late in the games, the late third quarter, early fourth quarter is usually when your game plan becomes solidified in terms of like, okay, this is the moment that we've been waiting for all week in practice to strike and like really capitalize on putting this game away, you know? And so like for the Browns yesterday, it was like, okay, we're only up 13 to six at the end of the third quarter. Now we know we can get that pass rush going and they cannot stop us. And they're not going to go away from it because if they were going to, they would have done that by now. Yeah. Go out there and punch them in the mouth and show them we're the better team and manhandle them, which is kind of what we talked about, right? Like the Browns are out to prove something. They're not just there oh, we got a new quarterback, we got to figure it out, we might be rebuilding next year. No, they fully expect to be in position to be like, oh, the game is well within reach, let's go out there and put it away. Offense, defense, whatever we got to do and get it going. That's the game plan coming alive right there and the momentum that builds up. And it's unfortunate that the Bears couldn't get it done. But so now what does that put Chicago going into next week, which is against 
Uh, who are we playing next week? Detroit? Yep. So it's yeah. aligned at Chicago. I will be in Chicago for this game. I'm not going to be at the game, but I will be in Chicago for the game. So uh, I don't know. Maybe I can give Matt Nagy some pointers on that. Real fall quick. Off to Montgomery. Real quick. Did you watch the game yesterday at the answer or did you watch it somewhere else? No, I watched it uh, somewhere else. The answer didn't have Sunday tickets. So I had to go to like a random bar to watch the game. Um, and then, well, probably not the best cool. experience. No, like, yeah. um, you know, I mean, I, Outside of the game, it was pretty cool, but you know the, cool. the the game did not work out that well. But you know, it's just a chill bar. Um, yeah. But yes, then uh, we went to so next week. You know, we'll be in Chicago for this Lions game. Um, you know, Fields take two. Fields take two at Soldier Fields. Um, it's it's very very simple game plan. Uh, run the ball. Just right. Just, just run the ball more than ten times. More more than ten times. Yeah. Uh, Lions defense is looking better than I thought. I mean, they gave the Ravens a run for their money up until the last second yesterday. And if it wasn't for a weird, you know, no call delay game, they may, you know, they may be, may have had their first win. So Lions are probably coming in looking pretty, you know, ready to win this game against, against the bears. Um, uh, but yeah, run the ball. I mean, you have some key players on offense that you need to feed the ball. I mean, you know, Allen Robinson isn't getting the ball at all. Like, and this isn't this isn't a Justin Fields thing. I mean, this is going back to game one. I think Allen Robinson has 10 catches on the season so far. I'm pretty sure he had that in one game last year. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, get, get, feed Allen Robinson. Uh, give David Montgomery the ball. Hey, Darnell Mooney is there too. I mean, he's, he's a good player. And you spend a second-round pick on Cole Komet. Can you try to use him? And, you know, if, if he's not good, that means you can't draft tight ends. But at least, you know, try to figure it out because, like, it's just a waste of a second-round draft pick then, you know? I mean, that mm-hmm. you, you chose Cole Komet over Jalen Hurts. Like, th- th- think about that for a minute. Cole Komet was drafted instead of Jalen Hurts. Right. And Jalen Hurts looks like a legit quarterback. He's going to be playing in a couple hours. We are going to be watching that game Monday Night yeah. Football tonight. So um, so you need to justify you taking Cole Komet over a Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know we got Justin Fields. That's fine. And I'm not saying I would rather have Jalen Hurts over Justin Fields, but I would rather have Jalen Hurts over Cole Komet. Right. So justify the taking of Cole Komet. Show us why he is the tight end of the future. Because as of now, he, it looks like we have another dud at tight end. So mm-hmm. use a and game plan, especially with a young quarterback like you like you always love to talk about. No, you know, dog is a man's best friend. Tight end is a quarterback's best friend, especially yeah. a young quarterback at that rookie of all you know quarterbacks, right? Especially. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so is I there mean, anything else you want to add? What I mean, are you got any thoughts on Chicago? I know somebody who lives there. You know, maybe she might be put up my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I know a couple people live there actually. Um, hopefully, going to be checking out, you know, the nightlife in Chicago. Um, you know, I'll report back with some cool things that I did in Chicago next week. Excited to go. Excited to get some food. Hey, last time I went to Chicago, the Bears got Justin Fields. So this is Justin Fields' first start in Soldier Field. So maybe something's aligning, or maybe I'm just, you know, putting stuff together. I don't know. Or I don't know. Well, and fun fact, I, I actually was at O'Hare when Justin Fields got drafted. Like, we literally just landed, and I'm, like, looking at my screen, 
refreshing and all of a sudden you see him jump up and you're like oh this has to be it this has to be yeah. it and everybody's waiting refresh 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 and it happens and uh yeah so maybe maybe you will bring maybe we will bring the good luck from Atlanta or Justin Fields hometown in Kennesaw you know up to Chicago this weekend for the Bears win um division game so super important even if you drop one yesterday not great but you rebound with a division win that's huge that's that yep. says a lot about the team and like what its confidence can and will be um so this should be a good game and and again like Jared Goff also has a lot to prove too, right? Like Jared Goff mm-hmm. isn't just there to collect the checks. You know, he kind of in exile right now and, oh, they got the better end of the deal. Okay, watch. Let me show you all that. It, you know, it's not as tight as you think or whatever. Um, so, okay, well, very cool. Uh, speaking of, you, I mean, we transitioned to the Falcons real fast and like, Hey man, the Falcons it's a victory won. Monday for you guys right now. Victory I think Monday. I predicted this. I, I know you predicted the Bears loss. I predicted the Falcons win. So I did. Oh, I did predict the Falcons loss actually. And for a second, for a second, it almost looked like that could have happened. Um, at least, yeah. I don't know where you want to start with the game, other than like, yeah, this is uh, Atlanta broke a seven-game losing streak. And they won their first game in 301 calendar days. Uh, and uh, now the Falcons are one and two. And their next three opponents are like the Washington football team this coming weekend, the Jets at some point, and maybe like the Jaguars even somewhere. Like they have a pretty easy schedule coming up in their next three games. So like Atlanta got onto his winning for Arthur Smith got his first win. It, was a, it wasn't the prettiest win. You know, mm-hmm. like um, only two touchdowns and a field goal to show for it. Usually not enough to win you a game these days in the NFL. 17 points isn't a lot, but um, they stuck with it to the very end. I think the Falcons defense really came up big in terms of they had like we saw a couple of sacks. We got some stops in the red zone, uh, which has been huge for this team in the past. You know, like um, they the Giants who only converted like one field goal oppor- or one touchdown opportunity, maybe two. I forgot where the second one came from. But in terms of like the Falcons defense, man, they got after the quarterback. They got off the field on the killer second and long, third and long that always kills this team. You know, third and short, second and short, whatever it might be. This, those plays always, always, always kill Atlanta. And like the defense looks like it's gelling together. It's understanding more of the system that Dean Pease has in place. Like to see them rolling right now and then the offense yeah like Cordell Patterson kind of more valuable I mean we joked about it last year in the bill like I know you hated it he was on the all flex team (laughs) but in terms of I mean he's really playing like it right now right he had six receptions for 82 yards he has seven rushes for 20 yards um you know like he came through big Matt Ryan, no turnovers yesterday, which is – I think he had one fumble right before halftime. But the defense was able to get off the field and, like, not let anything happen with it. So, I think – you know, again, the Falcons, not the prettiest win, but they got the win. And for a team that has not won a game and as long as the Falcons hadn't won a game yesterday, it doesn't matter how you get it or, you know, when you get it, whether it's the first quarter, the fourth quarter, overtime, whatever – they got the win. Now everybody can at least relax a little bit and just say, hey, we are a good team. We're good enough to win at least, you know, and we have to play better. But three games into the season, 
this is when things should start to click for us, right? And we're playing a 17-game season this year. There's no need to panic over one game, and especially not the first two games of the season. So you got in there, you got out of there. You got you won in a hostile road environment, too. I mean, give the, you know, the Giants maybe not the best team. I said going into the game, they could be one and one. And, you know, they still got some things to figure it out. But you go on the road to MetLife Stadium and win a game. Like, that's not easy for any team to do in the NFL, even if you're the best team in the league. So credit to the Falcons for doing that. Now they can have home field advantage and get two quick wins in a row this coming weekend against Washington. And it sets you up really nicely to get a couple more wins before you go into your division part of the schedule. You play Carolina that just improved a lot with the acquisition of CJ Henderson before we went on air today. And um, New Orleans, always a big game. And New Orleans looks pretty good right now too. So all in all, the Falcons family, I just gotta say I'm happy. Not a lot of mm -hmm. criticism for this game other than you just gotta clean it up. The only thing I wanna see moving forward for next week is a little bit more efficiency in terms of like the Falcons have started to score touchdowns now, not something that they've been good at, but you know, it's like, they're also advertised to be better than this. Right. And that's not a criticism of the quarterback or any of the receivers. It's just a matter of like you drafted Kyle Pitts. The guy still doesn't have a touchdown. Like you said in the bill, like we could have had Justin Fields. We took Kyle Pitts justify that pick for me by putting him to good use, getting him the ball, and, and let's make big plays happen because that's what he's known for, right? So um, that's kind of where I'm at with the Falcons. Is I just want to see them play, like, better and more efficient football. And even if it's not sexy, that's fine. Just keep winning games. That's all I ask. So for next week, what are you more concerned about, the Washington pass rush or the Taylor Heineke homecoming? Oh, the pass rush for sure. I mean – I think, you know, it, it's a great uh, call out by you to call out Taylor Heineke homecoming. You know, maybe there will be like a strong talent or contingent in the stadium. Oh, there will know. be. There will be. Yeah, it'll right. Be, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be Heineke's Hill. It'll be a little corner in the, in the back. Heineke's Hill. <laughs> Matter, oh, there you go. Look, I'm by myself yeah. in this kitchen. Now. Fell off the hill. Um, there you go. And the bill went to the hill for a second to come, and then he checked it out. But, uh, I might actually be at the game on Sunday in the bro, believe it or not. So I will also hey, keep you up. We're green. We're, 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 we're sh show Eagle pride. We're green. Yeah, we'll see about that. I got some Falcons here. I'm going to I'm gonna load up and go strong in the red and black uh, on Sunday if I do go to the game. So y'all can see that at Bears, Birds, and Bruce. But to answer your question, dude, Chase Young, I mean, like, you talk about, oh, players that you could have had. Like, the Falcons could have traded up for Chase Young a couple years ago. You know, and I, I think I forgot maybe they got AJ Terrell instead, which is not bad. They but. they couldn't they, they couldn't trade it up for Chase Young. I mean, the Falcons were drafting like 14th that year, and Chase Young went first. I mean, they could have. I mean, I guess I guess you could trade up every year, but that's a huge jump. I mean, that would have been three first round picks. Yeah. Okay. So well, maybe, maybe even maybe more. Was, yeah, maybe that was just sad talking. God damn it, I fucked up again. But in terms of uh, no, Chase Young is very worrisome, dude. He's very good, and yeah. he plays that side of the line that Jalen Mayfield is on. Now, Jalen Mayfield has gotten a lot better in the game yesterday, and there was even plays yesterday where, like, Matt Ryan had a clean pocket and time to throw. They are getting it together. This Arthur Smith offense is starting to show some promise for this team. I'm worried about the Falcons offense. I mean, I'm worried about the Washington football team line, but at the end of the day, 
you know, it's what Ric Flair says. If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. And next week, the Washington football team is the man. Also, Ron Rivera knows this team pretty well. Granted, it's a different coaching staff now, but just having so much history against Matt Ryan in Carolina, like he'll definitely be able to go in with a game plan that works better for his team, right? Let's get after the quarterback fast and, and aggressively. That's you know the Washington football team is gonna do that. So how the Falcons gonna counter that? Quick throws, maybe throw some like well-designed plays in there, like stuff that you don't see coming, but you get somebody open on wheel route unexpectedly that you didn't see happening, you know? Um, or just run Kyle Pitts down the seam and make them make him pay. You know what I'm saying? Like just be aggressive and be smart. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm excited about the Falcons. I think they can win this game. We'll talk about that in terms of the score, but I definitely think they can win this game, especially now that they have the conference to go into it. Uh, I think that's huge for them because you don't want to play Chase Young not having won any games and not having any faith in your line or what you're doing. That's for sure. Okay. Um, so just want to go over some quick NFL news. Um, as we alluded to earlier, CJ Henderson did get traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars to the Carolina Panthers for, I think it was a third and Dan Arnold. I think it was CJ Henderson and a fifth for Dan yeah. Arnold tight end and a third round pick. So yep. very low cost for CJ Henderson. I don't know what is going on with that. Um, I really thought that would have cost at least a second round pick, but now nah, there's a third and a tight end. So interesting. I don't know what urban Myers is doing over there. I don't know why they're pulling the plug so quickly on CJ Henderson. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that was a very cheap and like right now, Carolina has two potential elite corners in the future with a Jace Horn, uh, son of, um, Joe Horn and CJ Henderson. So, um, very interesting. Uh, in other news, Josh Gordon flash is back. He is now Although Horn, on. Horn broke his foot. Just, he is. Yeah, is it, Oh, is that confirmed? I thought they were still doing x-ray. So Jace Horn is out for a while? Yeah, let me – I'll pull it up right now because I'm on this computer too. But I thought – I saw that he broke his foot in that Thursday night game and he's going to be out because um, he's on injured reserve according yeah, to – Yeah, you're right. He is on injured yeah. reserve. So uh, – but but going forward – oh, and wow, he made him at the same birthday just 10 years apart. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and he went to Alpharetta. Interesting. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so yeah, but I'm um, but in the future, like you know, for the future going forward, they have two oh, yeah. very young, very good potential corners. Um, and yeah, Flash is back. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Flash Gordon, uh, Josh Gordon, Flash Gordon back on the Chiefs now. So yeah, if you need a wide I think receiver. that is very worrisome. For I, yeah. I think if you're any other team in the league, you look at that and you say, damn, damn, that's that's not good for anybody except for them uh, i know we've all been waiting for um josh gordon to show his you know rookie elite rookie year he had with the browns i think that might be 10 years ago now i don't even know how long ago that was that josh gordon year mm -hmm. um but you know if he could recreate even partially that that's a worthy pickup in fantasy um especially because right now it looks like the chiefs have no wide receiver too it looks like they're struggling to, you know, that offense is struggling. And I think the lack of another wide receiver might be what is slowing everybody down. So Josh Gordon may be the guy they need to kind of pick that offense back up. Um, 
And yeah, uh, do we have anything else to? Oh, I, also, yeah, yeah. Oh, one, one last thing. Um, NFL playoffs news. Uh, NFL playoff um, format has been altered, tweaked, tweaked, altered. I don't know what we want to call it, but now we're gonna go I would say from tweaked. a tweaked. Tweaked, yeah. Um, right, we're gonna have a. So I don't know what they called it last year, but you know the mega, you know the six games. I forgot what they called, but it was pretty cool. A super wild card Sunday. Super wild card Sunday. Something like super wild card weekend. Uh, well, super wild card weekend has now been extended to include Monday. So we got two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and one game on Monday. Um, you, you read know, the article, uh, kind of, kind of. You know, <laughs> I, I skimmed the beginning and then I didn't finish it. And I just assumed to be three on Saturday. That makes more sense to me. But it's a two on Saturday, three on Sunday, one on Monday. There you go. I love, I love that one uh, middle finger game on Monday right there. <laughs> and um, who the bill? Who reported that? Mr. Uh, that was Ian Rappaport. Nah, he tweaking. Nah, he tweaking. Like tweaking the NFL schedule. You know, nah, he tweaking. Or what is it, Roger? Roger Goodell. Nah, he tweaking the schedule a little bit. You know, like it's a, it's a viral thing. If you're on social media in the last like ten days, you would have seen. It. Um. Uh-huh. Anyway, okay. Just some quick NFL uh, analysis. I just want to throw out there. That's not very insightful, but the Chiefs have actually lost two games in a row. I don't know how many people saw that comment, other than maybe our guest last week who did say what the Chiefs are going to finish last in their division, where they currently are right now, believe it or not. That's crazy. Um, uh, Jake, shout out to Jake Ellenberg, and he also predicted that the Rams were going to stomp the Buccaneers yesterday, and he was right about that too. Um, so that's one thing. And then, uh, Neville, isn't there just something so romantic about the game of football? Wouldn't you agree? Can you stop quoting uh, – can you stop – quoting Aaron Rodgers, quoting Brad Pitt from Moneyball. That's just, that's just annoying. R-E-L-A-X, bro. You know what? You know what? Why are you wearing glasses? Didn't you get LASIK? Yeah, so this is, this is the laser eye, this blue guard uh, blocking frames. Because, you know, I just wanted to get a real good close-up of that one Monday night game on the calendar that happened to flick me off, you know? 10, 10 seconds ago. <laughs> uh, all right. Last couple of things. There you go. Last couple of things here. MLB playoffs start next week in the bill. The Braves are probably in it. The Braves are probably going to be in the MLB playoffs. They start next Tuesday. So eight days from now. And for Braves fans, here's the thing. Obviously we know what's at stake. We know what we're trying to accomplish and how close we've been. I think the Braves have the best path to at least the NLCS or that, you know, the NLCS. Because right now, they're scheduled to play Milwaukee in the first round. And then the other half of the bracket. Milwaukee? Yeah. Do we get a potential Will Smith-Will Smith matchup again? Will Smith-Will Smith part two? The Gemini man? I don't think Braves fans want to see any more Will Smith out there if we can avoid it. But it might happen. I I want to see a Gemini man, Will Smith-Will Smith part two, Electric Boogaloo. I need that to happen. Well, so as of right now, the Braves are scheduled to play the Brewers in the first round of the playoffs. And on the other side of the NL bracket, you got the Giants as the favorite. Okay. And, and the Bill, you'll remember, I picked the Giants to go to the World Series earlier this year. Uh, I think maybe when baseball season started or when we we're at the All-Star game, halfway point there. So now the Giants will either have to face the Cardinals or who else was it? Um, the Dodgers, maybe? And then... Uh, the Braves will have to play one of those three teams. So like the Braves have a very 
easy and favorable path to the playoffs if things stay the way that they are right now because you know they don't have to play the Cardinals, Giants, and the Dodgers. Uh, they only got to play like one or two of those three teams. So very good looking new situation for the Braves right now. Fingers crossed on that. We'll update you on that. NBA media days today. Uh, Trey Young got a WWE belt and. Next weekend, the bill is going to be in Chicago. So follow at Bears, Virgin Bruce to see what's happening in Chicago. I might be at the Falcons game. And uh, yeah, this has been at Bears, Virgin Bruce, my friend. You got anything else? Yeah. Hey, we've got, we've got predictions. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's, uh, you know, that's, that's the other thing I had after the tie. Earlier, yeah. You know. uh, so let's just hop in. Uh, let's just start up with Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke's uh, game, uh, Washington at Atlanta, Washington is favored by one and a half. Washington minus one and a half. Who you got, Austin? No, I'm 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 gonna pick the home team on this one, and not the Taylor Heineke home team. I'm talking about mm-hmm. the actual home team. I'm gonna take the Falcons here, and I'm gonna take the Falcons 28-23. Mm-hmm. Don't know how that's gonna happen, but somehow it's gonna happen. I got Washington. Uh, I got Washington 23-20. I'm actually gonna write these down today. Because I, I, I think I can. So let's see. Okay. Um, you got Washington, Washington 23-20. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then what's the next game that we're picking? Uh, Lions at Bears, Chicago minus three. So Chicago is favored by three, a field goal, meaning on a neutral field, it's a pretty even game. So uh, Bears mm-hmm. just get the three for the field goal, for the being home, home field. Okay. And uh, – uh, yeah, you go first. I'm going to go first. Okay, so I'm going to take – I, I, I got to take the Bears. I don't see the offense doing much, so I'm going to take the Bears 17-16. Okay. That, hey, man, that should be a good game, huh? Yep. Okay, I, I'm gonna, I don't know if the Bears covering, but uh, Bears 17-16. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the Lions in this game. I, I think it's just simply a matter of, like, the Lions rushing attack is really good right now because yeah. we got two people who can get after it. Jared Goff is the experienced quarterback. And then TJ Hawkinson is another mm-hmm. weapon that they can use in there. Um, so I'm actually going to take the Lions in this game and I'm going to take Detroit 24-14. Um, or I got 15. Okay. I actually take – no, I'll take, I'll take the Bears 24-15. Or the, the Lions 24-15. Sorry. There you go. I, I don't know. Who are you picking again? The Lions? Yeah, 24-15, baby. Turn up. Okay. Um, and we have, we have a homecoming. Well, kind of a homecoming. A homecoming to the new home, like a trailer oh. park that you move around. We have a home going. I, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, but the Buccaneers are – oh, I wrote Buccaneers at Tampa, didn't I? I, make the, I, so I, was, like, I was like, this does seem like a very unique homecoming. I don't know how you describe <laughs> this one. Uh, well, it's, it, it's a Tom Brady's old team at Tom Brady's new team. It's the Patriots at Tampa. Um, okay. I believe that's a Sunday night game next week. No, it's – Tom Brady goes back to Foxborough. Oh, so it is a homecoming then. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Tom Brady is going back to Foxborough on Sunday night football. Okay. Yeah, that, so, uh, so I, I knew. I, I okay, cool. I had something right, but not really. <laughs> oh, regardless. Um, and uh, the Tampa is favored by six and a half, right? Uh yeah. Did I get that yeah, right. I mean, that okay, I'm sure cool. is right. Yeah. Yeah. Tampa is favored by six and a half, and I am gonna take Tampa to win, but not to cover. Tampa winning twenty-four to twenty. 
Tampa 24, New England 20. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the Bucks to cover here. I think the Bucks are going to win by a lot, actually. Uh, so I'm going to take Tampa uh, 34, 24. All right. Um, yeah, I mean – that should be that should be a really interesting game. I think I'm, I'm sure Tom Brady is going to get cheered like crazy in New mm-hmm. England, and I don't even know if they'll boo him whenever he's on the field, but they might. I don't, but I don't, I don't know if they could. Or I they think should. he'll get cheered. I think Tom will get cheered the first time he's seen, but then booed every time after. And that's just the nature of the game, right? Like regardless of it being Brady and Belichick in the mm-hmm. in the box, it's just a matter of like, hey man. You were on. You were our favorite player before, and now you're not. You're on the other team. So that's that's that, you know. And uh, speaking of that's that, that's the show for today. Thank you all for listening once again, and we appreciate y'all at Bears, Birds, and Brews. We'll see y'all next time. Peace.